Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast, where we believe God is with us and speaks to us wherever we're at, whether at work, home, or on the move. We'd love for you to be connected with us by visiting us at myemmanuelchurch.com or any social media platform using at myemmanuelchurch. Thanks for being with us, and we hope you enjoy this message. We all say amen. Praise to Jesus this morning. We are celebrating Easter. We are thankful that you are here with us today. You can go ahead and take a seat. Thank you for joining us back here in person for those of you who are here. And if you are joining us online, welcome. You are still part of our family. We still love you very much. Uh, but we are glad to see y'all here. We're glad to see you online. We're glad to see you in person. I am Pastor Gabe, in case you don't know who I am. Uh, if you're here for the first time, we're glad that you're here. And we uh, don't forget, if you are here for the first time, we have a little gift for you as we do every week. Uh, just meet us in the lobby after service. Um, we are, uh, man, you know, I, I was telling our team last week, I'm out of practice preaching in person. <laughs> I've been preaching to a camera for a while now, and we rarely do like in-person live things, so it's kind of been uh, weird for me. We did live stream last week, and it's been a little weird for me to preach in person, but I'm excited though. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that I get to see your faces and not just see you online. And um, But like I said, if you're watching online, you're still part of our family. We love you. Uh, and we miss you too. But we are celebrating Easter today. And this is a big celebration for us because Easter is not only the time that we choose, uh, we, we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, but it is the time that we chose to come together and start this work here at, at our church. Templo Manuel has always been a Spanish, mostly Spanish bilingual church. And, uh, three years ago, on April 1st, I know that it's weird, but Easter three years ago landed on April 1st, so everybody uh, everybody was using the Jesus jokes, Jesus memes. Uh, Jesus was like, I come back from the grave. April fools, I'm not dead. But, you know, three years ago, we started this work here of our English service to reach people for Jesus to reach people for Jesus. And so we are excited to be celebrating three years here at Emmanuel Church. We're excited to be celebrating Easter here uh, together. And we are excited for what God will continue to do through this ministry. And we, if we have been blessed, we want to hear your story. You know, we always, we always like to hear what God is doing in your lives and what God is still, you know, because God works. Even if we've been in pandemic We've been locked in our homes. We've been away from friends and family. But God is still good and God is still working in our lives today. Amen. And so as a little bit of a celebration, we are uh, we have some new shirts that say God with us, which is like our motto here at the church. God with us um, that you can buy in our resource center after service. If you are interested, take a look at them. Uh, we'll, we'll be posting about them more. And um, 
See what else you can find there. Our research center is always open to find resources so that you can be able to uh, experience God more fully uh, and represent your church as well. Um, If you are here and you want to give, you can give online by going to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give, or you can give here in person. We have a place in the lobby for you to give your offering uh, and also on an iPad as well there too. Now, without all of the way, out of the way, uh, I'm, I'm going to get right into the Word this morning. And um, Easter this year comes at a time where I feel like it, it's much needed for us to be reminded of what God is doing. Because we are in a time where we're trying to get back to normal now. Uh, we're, we're trying to hope and hoping and seeing that things will be a little more normal as we go forward the rest of this year. You know, we want to be able to, to, to get vaccinated and to feel safe and to feel healthy and to move forward with life because it's been weird. It's been weird. We've kind of been in a weird place and we've kind of been in this in-between space where we want things to go back to normal, but things have also changed, and some things uh, have changed probably for the better, and we hope that they stay that way. I mean, I was having a conversation with some friends the other day, and I was saying, do you realize how unsanitary the world we lived in before COVID was? Like, we just went to bowling alleys and took, for, took, took it for granted that the balls were clean, the shoes were clean. You know, we, we don't know. It was so unsanitary. So hopefully things have changed for the better. And maybe the world is a little bit cleaner. And that'll help us out. But there are things that have changed. There are things that we don't want to go back to normal. But there are things that we do want to go back to normal. But we're in this kind of in-between space where we're stuck. And that was very much what was happening on Easter 2,000 years ago. When Jesus died on the cross on what we call Good Friday, we celebrate it now in hindsight, looking back. But all of those people who followed Jesus were in a very weird in-between space. They had put everything into following this man. They, they, they had given their lives, they had given up livelihoods, they had, they had abandoned family, our family had abandoned them to follow Jesus. And now they're in this place on Friday where he is dead. And there was a quiet space in between Friday and Sunday, the in-between space where the disciples found themselves not knowing what to do, not knowing where to go what to believe, what to think. What is life going to be like now? Desperate for some kind of answer. Desperate for some kind of solution. And life is like that. We find ourselves sometimes, especially right now, in the situation where we are stuck in between something and we don't know what's next. We don't know what's next. It reminds me of a funny story of when I was a kid. And I'm sure my brother will be like, say something about it. Because uh, this is a, a song, a story about my brother song. I'm not going to sing a song. <laughs> this is a story about my brother and me. And when we were kids, we, we, um, 
we, uh, I don't know what we were doing. I don't know if we were washing my parents' car, if we were cleaning out my parents' car or something. We were doing something with my parents' car. And I already see him smiling. I think he knows the story I'm going to tell. And I don't know wh- what happened next. I just know that I had my hands in between the door space where the door closes, right in that space. I don't know why I had my hands there. I just did. I was leaning on the car. My, my, my thumbs were on the door like this. And so I don't know what he was thinking or what was going through his head, but he decided, I'm going to close the door. And not realizing what was happening, my fingers got stuck. My thumbs got stuck in between the door. And I'm screaming for help, and I'm like, Jonathan, open the door. And he's screaming back at me, which door? I'm like, the only one that I'm stuck in. The only one that I'm stuck in. No. You know, and I'm screaming for help, and he's like, I don't know what's happening. I mean, we, you know, we're kids. He's panicking. I, I give him the benefit of the doubt now, 20 years later. But, yeah, so this is happening, and my neighbor, our neighbor from across the street runs across. He hears me screaming. He opens the door and sets me free. <laughs> Somebody else had to come and rescue me. <laughs> Somebody has to come and rescue me. And so it's a funny story, but it reminds me, that's kind of how life is when we get stuck. Sometimes we feel like we're in these situations where we don't know what's going to happen next. Are we going to still be hurting? Are we going to still be struggling? Are we still going to be in this in-between space? Or is something going to happen that's going to save us from it all? And that's where we find the disciples. That's where we find Jesus' followers. So if you would go with me, we're going to read in John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18 today. John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. And it says like this, Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. The cloth was still lying in its place, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to where they were staying. So at this point right here, we see the disciples, and they, they haven't yet believed that Jesus is alive. All, at this point, now they're just believing what Mary said. They didn't believe what she said. They said, Mary came to them and said, Jesus is gone. He's not in the tomb. And they didn't believe her. And so they went to the tomb to check for themselves. They should have believed her. <laughs> but they went to the tomb for check for themselves. But they still didn't understand. They still didn't get it yet. That Jesus was alive. It tells us there. John writes there in verse 9. He says, we still didn't get it. We still didn't believe. Verse 11. Now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. And as she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been. 
one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell him, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She tore to him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me for I have not yet ascended to the father. Go to, go instead to my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and your father to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord, and she told him that he had said these things to her. Amen. So, we find the disciples, we find Mary, we find Jesus' followers in this in-between space where they are not sure what is going on. Mary gets to the tomb, Jesus is not there, she is confused. She wasn't the only one there. The other accounts of the gospel say that there was Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, and a few other women that had went to go and prepare the body for burial. See, at this point, they had all but accepted that they were just going to have to grieve. And they didn't know what was going to happen next. And so Mary goes back to the tomb, uh, not sure what to do, trying to see if she could maybe find the body so she could put it back so that they could mourn. The disciples are, who knows where, hiding. They're in hiding. We, we learn later they're in hiding. They, they're, they're, they have doors locked. Jesus appears to them later behind locked doors. They're afraid. They're scared for their lives. Jesus has been crucified. They're afraid they might be next. They don't know what's going to happen next. But Mary comes and tells them Jesus is gone. They don't believe. They go check. And now they're not sure now. They don't know what's going to happen. What do we do? You know, they're going to they're gonna blame this on us. They're going to pin this on us. They're going to say, we're the ones that did this. And they're going to come after us now. Because Jesus was an enemy of the state. He was an enemy of the religious leaders of, of Israel. He, he, he had angered so many people. They're like, man, we are messed up if we don't find Jesus. We don't know what is going to happen next. And what do we do in the back of their heads? What do we do though? Not just that. I gave up my fishing business for this. I left working for Rome for this. I was a, a rebel. I was fighting against Rome and I put my sword away for Jesus. Where do I go now? Where do I go now? And life is a lot like that. We find ourselves, especially in this day and age, in a place where we're not sure what's going to happen next. We want things to go back to normal, but normal's never going to be the same. Normal's not going to be normal anymore. Nothing's ever going to be different. You know, I mean, yes, things are going to be different. Oh, it's going to be different now. And there's nothing we can do about that. In fact, we're, we're uncertain. We're, we're scared. You know, I, I read an article that said we might be entering an age, and I don't mean to panic you, we're entering an age where the next decade might be the decade of pandemics. D- 
diseases and things that are waking up because of global warming and other things that are happening because of pollution that we might be entering in an age of pandemics. And I read that, I was like, not again. We're just barely getting through one. I don't know if I can handle another one. And we're, we, we might be afraid. What, what is work going to look like? Some of us maybe have lost their jobs and maybe haven't found anything yet. Some people are struggling financially. Some people are struggling with their mental health. Like Some people didn't know that they had mental health uh, problems, uh, uh, things that they needed to deal with until this happened. Now they're struggling with depression, with anxiety, with fear, with all kinds of stuff. And we're, we're in this in-between space. Where do we go from here? We're stuck on Saturday. I don't know what to do. And that's the mentality that Mary and the disciples had on Sunday morning. Jesus is gone. And, and it's okay to feel that. It's okay to feel when you've been hurt, when you're grieving, when you've lost something, when you're struggling, when, when there is sin in your life and you don't know how to escape from it, when there is things in life that just don't make sense. It's okay to feel that, to be there in that space. But we will be stuck in that space unless we decide to move forward. And it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. It takes, above all else, faith. It takes faith. Because we don't want to believe it. We don't want to see change or we don't want to step into new things it, it it's it doesn't make sense to us this didn't make sense to the disciples in fact you know they said that they didn't believe mary but in luke chapter 24 verse 11 it tells us what they really thought out loud so Luke chapter 24, 11, they heard Mary and the other women that were with her come back from the tomb. And they said they didn't believe them because it sounded like nonsense. It sounded like nonsense to them. And, and I can only imagine what Mary and them might have been thinking too. First of all, they might like, excuse you, we were there. <laughs> no, but they, but they also must have been thinking, we know it sounds like nonsense. We know it doesn't make sense, but he is gone. What are we going to do? John says they didn't yet understand that Jesus had to rise from the dead. And aren't we like that? We're, we're a little slow when it comes to these things. We, 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 we tend to be a step behind God. God tells us what it is that he wants to do in our lives. God shows us what he wants to change. God brings about miraculous things in our lives, and yet we still cannot see it. Jesus told his disciples, I am going to be betrayed so many times. I'm going to be betrayed. I'm going to die. But don't worry. I'm coming back. And they're like, right, right. Sure, sure, Jesus. Sure. I I have to die, he tells Peter. And Peter says, never. And if you have to die, I'll die with you. And then he denied Jesus three times on the night of his crucifixion. 
We're a step behind. Jesus was already telling them what had to happen, what was going to happen. He said, I know you're going to be in the in-between space, but have faith because that's not the end of the story yet. But we like the in-between space. As difficult as life is, as difficult as it is to struggle and to, 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 to struggle with sin, to struggle with life, to struggle with circumstances and health, as difficult as it is, sometimes we like that in-between space. Why? Because it's comfortable. It's predictable. Even if we're hurting, we know what's there. We know what's going to happen, so we like to stay in that space. We like to stay in the space where we know. We don't want to move out of it. We don't want to move on to Sunday. We don't, we want to stay stuck on Saturday because we are convinced that nothing is ever going to get better. We don't choose to believe what Jesus has to say to us. We don't choose faith because we are more concerned with fear. We're afraid. We are afraid that things will never get better. That we will never get better. That we're never going to stop hurting. That we're never going to stop grieving. That we're never, that we're always going to be alone. That we're always going to be a failure. That we will always have to struggle. We're always focused on the negative, but even that is more comfortable than the new because we don't know what the new is going to look like. If Jesus is dead, what does that look like for the disciples? I don't know what life is. They didn't know. They didn't know. Mary was there and she, she couldn't see it. Mary was talking to Jesus and she couldn't see it. She was in the garden crying and, and she was so stuck on the fact that Jesus was dead that she couldn't see that she was talking to him. Jesus is like, hey, hello, Mary. It's me. It's me, Jesus. She didn't recognize him. And she wasn't the only one. She wasn't the only one that didn't immediately recognize him. The Bible tells us that Jesus also appeared to two of his disciples that were walking along the road and that they talked with him for hours and they had no idea. They didn't see. They were stuck in their Saturday. They were stuck in the grief that they were feeling, the loss and the confusion, the pain and the hurt and, and, and the distress. They were stuck in Saturday. But Jesus wants us to move forward because he has so much better for us. Because if we move on to Sunday, Sunday brings life. Sunday brings hope. Sunday brings power. Sunday brings victory. That we will never know if we stay stuck on Saturday. But if we choose faith, we can see Jesus. And see, Jesus... Jesus is the one that brings us so much more. That baby just said, amen. Come on. (laughs) He said, amen, pastor. Jesus is the one that brings us so much more. See, the empty tomb, it it, it signified confusion in in those moments for Mary and the disciples. It signified confusion for them. It signified fear and uncertainty. But if they would have remembered 
what Jesus had said, and then looked at the empty tomb, that empty tomb then has a whole different meaning. When we change our perspective, because that's what faith is. When we choose faith, we choose to change our perspective. We don't just see the negative aspects of what's going on. We look at the empty tomb and we say, Jesus' body is missing. We don't know what to do. But if we believe in faith in what Jesus has already told us, then we see the empty tomb and say, Jesus' body is missing because he is alive. Jesus is not dead anymore. The empty tomb is not just a symbol of uncertainty. It will be and it will stay that way if we do not choose to believe. But if we look at it in faith, the empty tomb is a a symbol of victory. Death couldn't hold Jesus down, so death can't hold you down. Sin could not hold Jesus down in hell, so he broke out of it, so sin cannot hold you down. Your failures, our failures, our, our brokenness, our struggles, our, our difficulties, everything that we are going through couldn't hold Jesus down because he held all of that on him in the cross and he took it to the grave with him and he came out and said, none of that is going to hold me. So it cannot hold you either. I want to tell you though, That it's real what we're facing, what we struggle with. Our depression, our grief, our pain, our sin, our failures. All of that is real. It's there. It's difficult. It's not easy to live with. But you know, the, the greatest thing about the empty tomb... The fact that Jesus was in there at all tells us this. Not only is Jesus victorious over it, but he knows. He knows what that is. He will walk with you in your grief. He will hold your hand through the pain. He will take you through the storm. He knows what it's like. He knows the betrayal. He knows the hurt. He knows what it is to lose. He knows what it is to to be defeated, to feel defeated, to feel alone, to feel like he's not enough. He knows that feeling. That's exactly why he came. The cross is so important. Because it reminds us that it was not just some man, but that it was God that chose to come down into our world and experience our pain, our loss, our struggle, and to take it with him to the grave and said, no more. That I will walk with you through it all. That grave, we can stay stuck on Saturday if we want to. That's comfortable. That's familiar. But if we are willing to step out in faith into the unfamiliar, Jesus brings us to a place where we can feel healing. Where we can feel hope in the midst of dark circumstances. Where we can walk knowing that we are not alone. That we are not alone. Alone here today. And I'm about to close this morning. By choosing Jesus. By choosing to believe Jesus. I, I know it I know it seems like nonsense. 
The Bible tells us that it is foolishness to our minds to try and understand completely. That it doesn't make sense that a God would that God would love us. That God would want to step into our lives. But he did it. He did it because he loves us. It doesn't make sense. But he makes sense of all that is around us. All the chaos and confusion and uncertainty and the hurt. He takes us with him and shows us there is still hope. If you will put your faith in Jesus. If you will put your faith in Jesus. Would you stand with me this morning? Afternoon, whatever time it is. Because today, we remember that. It, it's, it's something we should remember all of the time. I know it's hard. But Easter, Resurrection Sunday, is not just a one day a year thing. When we choose Jesus, we live in that daily. No matter what we face, no matter what we're going through... Jesus is with us always. So I'm going to pray today. You are welcome to be in this space if you need to come and encounter God in the altar or wherever you are at or if you with us or if you are with us online. I want you to know that Jesus is here for you too. It doesn't matter if you're not here with us because he's with you too. If you are here with us, he is here waiting for you. I think that's my favorite part of this story is that Jesus came back and they couldn't find him. But Mary went back to the garden. Mary went back to the tomb and he was waiting. He said, hey, I'm here. I was waiting for someone to see me before I, before I took off. I gotta go. I gotta go to heaven, but I'll be back. But I'm waiting. He's waiting. Jesus is here waiting for you. He will sit with you. He will talk with you. He will hold you. No matter what you are facing, there is hope in Jesus. So I want to pray today. If you, do, if you don't know Jesus, if, you, if you've not known who he is, this is his story. He came to earth. God himself to take our hurt on himself, to know our struggles, to live this life just as we do, to give his life on a cross in place of ours, to take our sin and our brokenness and repair our relationship with God, to take it to the grave and then to come back again so that he could look us in the eye, stand next to us, and say, here I am, waiting for you to extend my love and my grace and my life. Or maybe you know the story, but it's, it's not been real for a while. And we need to 
trust in Jesus again. So let's pray today. Father God, we thank you. Today we celebrate you. Your resurrection from the grave. Showing us that no matter what our uncertainties are, our fear, our struggle, no matter what we're facing, how much hurt or pain, no matter how the, the, the struggle of our lives, our, our health, our physical health, our mental health, no matter what we're facing in our families, in life, in, in finances, and whatever we're going through, you are here in the in-between space. You, want, you don't want us to stay stuck on Saturday anymore, but you want to take us to Sunday where we can see hope and life and love and grace. So here we are. We need you today, Jesus. Here we are. Let us- I hope you've enjoyed this message. We'd love to hear your story about how you've been blessed by this ministry or how we can pray for you. To connect with us, you can email us at amen at myemmanuelchurch.com. And if you would like to support us financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com give. Also, if you're in the area, we'd love to see you in person for the full worship experience. Thanks again, and we hope you have a blessed week.